how do you think he felt when he realised? When he ejaculated. (laughs) On the camera, it's like that. Shut up, YouTube. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> Hello, welcome and bienvenue. Konnichiwa. Uh, everything's okay. Situation normal. It's time for the Amish Inquisition yet again. Episode 188 on Sunday the 13th of June. I'm Amish Phil. I'm Amish Ben. And I'm Amish Matt. The dwarf, the cripple, and the mother of madness. No guests tonight. Don't know what's happened. No. I think maybe too many Sherberts watching England... Destroy Croatia this afternoon. Destroy them 1 0. <laughs> yeah. Did you watch football. it? Did you watch the football? Uh... Get off your phone for fuck's sake. <laughs> We're doing a podcast. Yeah, I know, but we've got no guests, so. Well, I'm just talking, oh, I'm talking to you. So rude. <sighs> yeah. Looking for inspiration now. <laughs> Did you watch the football? Was the question. I got like. Fuck I got five minutes of it, but I was um, I was otherwise occupied in the back garden. That's why I'm not live in the studio this evening. What, what burning, the, burning the candle at both ends. Ooh. What are you doing in the garden? Loads of stuff. I found an ant's nest in the next door neighbor's uh, bag of soil. Kill, been there. kill it with fire. Um, no, I just got my wife to shovel it out and gently place it in a bed. Did you not pour plaster of Paris down it and then create a modern art sculpture of all the the weaving tunnels? Like Pompeii, Ben? Yeah, for, for the ants. <laughs> yeah, that's what I mean. So you're kind of saying I should have killed all the ants and the baby egg sacs that I described to you earlier. Uh, yeah, yeah, kind of, huh? Okay. Well, yeah, and then we did that, and then um, I'm not sure what I've been building downstairs, whether it's uh, a pagoda or a pergola. I think it's a pergola. Um, I say I have. Is that a thing you'd brew coffee in? Um, Possibly. (laughs) Um, And then I've laid a lawn in the bottom bit of the garden. I've moved, I say I, me and my wife, but mainly me, um, I've moved... There was six tons of soil down there. Oof. And then the top garden was three tons. Um, and then rolled out loads of grass because the the grass man um, brought too much grass. You know, you have to water that lawn you've, you've laid very, very muchly. <laughs> Day and night. Mm. <laughs> both. So that's four times because I've got two lawns. So a sprinkler at the bottom in the morning, sprinkler in the top in the morning. And a sprinkler. I bought them in the evening and a sprinkler uh, at the top in the evening. Have you got them on timers? 
Uh, no, so I have to manually go down there. It's like feeding newborn chicks. Although there was a there was a blackbird having having a uh, a bath in it this morning. That was quite nice. So I'm glad that somebody's um, uh, get off my lawn. Getting having some fun out of it. What's wrong with the old lawn? Uh, there was no grass. There was no grass to be had in our back garden, was there? Oh, right. It's flagged, weren't it? Yeah, so at the bottom it was flagged, but the trees had made, moved them, so I don't think it had been touched in, like, 40 years. So I've removed 140 concrete flags Holy from shit. the bottom of the garden. And then a man a man came. A real and man. A real man, yeah. He fucking he was so strong. And he... Um, <laughs> They were so heavy. They were only, they were like two foot by two foot concrete slabs, and he six hundred mil millennials. Yeah, he um, took a um, hundred and we kept about ten, so he took a hundred and thirty concrete flags in the back of his Nish, not in Wonko, obviously in his Nissan Qashqai. <laughs> Wow. I think he, I think he took like I can't remember if he, I figured it out. I think he took ten at a time. So it was a, uh, it was pretty fucking. It, it took him three days. <laughs> Jeez. What was it? Gumtree or something? Did you put it on Gumtree? Uh, like I think Facebook Marketplace. And my my wife's phone lit up. Just free freebies. Yeah, free free. Yeah, like with so many people. Like this guy said, I'll have them all. And he came. He said, right. So you have to give people a little bit. Came on a motorbike. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Said if you're not here by ten o'clock tomorrow, I'm going to the next person. But like, I think she still had people messaging you up to about um, a week ago. People love free shit. Yeah. Were the uh, what is the purpose? Do you think? Was he? Him, did he have a, h- a hole to fill? <laughs> he said that he had caravans. He had a caravan park or something. Oh, he'll oh, be right. laying there uh, pitches, right? Yeah. So the, it was just for putting caravans on. Mm. Wow. Um, so I, th- I think he kept some slaves. He kept caravans. slaves? Yeah, modern-day slaves in caravans. Oh, Jesus Christ. Salad gardener. What? A salad gardener. You have your seasonal workers to pick the radishes and things. Oh, right, okay. Maybe. Maybe. Yeah, that's all coming to an end. Wages are going up. There's a shortage of labour. Who'd have thought it? If you cut off this supply of really cheap labour from overseas, suddenly wages would start going up and there'd be demand. Yeah. Amazing. But I don't want to pay um, £4 for a strawberry. <laughs> Do you not like buy like fair trade coffee and stuff? Only because that's the only stuff that's there. Oh, I've got nice. some. <laughs> it, the packet looks nice. Oh. What reminds you? Sorry, uh, I've got some coffee for who wants ground and not beans. Oh, I, I'm the groundman. Unless Phil can have it, because I, yeah, I, I didn't have it last time. I can take, my machine can take either. Can you write oh, all your ear, so but, uh, you can have it. No, it's all right. So if, I prefer beans. Oh. <laughs> I prefer bean to cup. Oh, I've got There is a, a market difference. Oh. You don't get the husk. You probably do, I don't know. It ran out well, of beans no. the other day. I just went... <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Not good. Not good for the machine. Got to keep the beans full. Some marbles um, in it. <laughs> <coughs> I had some bad coffee. I've got some bad coffee that I'm having to drink at the moment. Bad as in good, as in like cool, bodacious, yeah. radical. 
no, bad as in bad, like nineteen seventies bad. Oh man! Um, and it just it it just doesn't taste of anything compared to that. Your stuff from Asda, the Ethiopian Makachika Chiku or whatever it was that you gave me, yeah, was lovely. Was it all right? That was it. Mm. I don't know what how I, that came into my possession. It and must I have been before. Wife. It must have been from before Christmas. <gasps> When uh, I got... Oh, no, before February when I upgraded to the coffee machine. Yeah. yeah I'm guessing. I've uh, I've got a bone to pick with you, Armish, Matt. Oh. Go on. Um, it's uh, about last week. Right. You know, when we were talking about um, Samuel L. Jackson movies. Right, yeah. Yeah, okay. Here's a clip. Fellas is in there. Even though he's in, it, in the film for like... That's three minutes. Of course he's the holdout. He holds up the uh, hamburger place, doesn't he? That's Pulp Fiction. Oh, yeah. No. <laughs> That's number one. No, no, no. He starts off as the cleaning boy. And, uh, yeah, McDonald's. What? And then, uh, yeah, his, his, uh, his girlfriend's dad owns the burger joint. In Goodfellas. <laughs> <laughs> Are you making a joke? <laughs> I'm thinking of Akeem, aren't I? <laughs> oh, you massive racist. Massive racist. Oh. And there was something going on in my head. I wasn't being a massive racist just for the fun of it. Do you know what the link is? There is a scene in Coming to America... Akeem um, falls for the daughter of the owner of the burger joint, McDowell's, yeah. with the golden arches. And there is a, um armed robbery of the burger joint, which Akeem, uh, he uses his mop and disarms the uh, the armed robber. Yeah. And you know who plays the armed robber? Oh. Samuel Jackson. Bingo. Wow. Yeah. Somewhere. That was in the mind palace somewhere. That's, that's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, you need to apologise, Matthew. I think so. I apologise. Um, I've got a little correction. Bodrum. The modern city of Bodrum in Turkey. Right. It was blagging my head. What was the ancient name? Halicarnassus. Halicarnassus. Yeah, Herodotus. Birthplace of Herodotus. Herodotus from Halicarnassus. Oh. So if you hear Bodrum, you know that's uh, what it refers to. We do now. Yeah. Mm. Ancient Anatolian city. It's funny how they always build on top. Often Mm. build on top of... uh, Existing civilizations. Yeah. Yeah, It's weird, isn't it, that? What do you think they do? Do you think they just push everything over... And then, like, bury it and then build on it. Foundations are laid, aren't they? You only have to lay them <coughs> once. Just raise everything to the ground. Mm. Salt the earth. Start again. A lot of it's conquest. Mm. Particularly when it comes to religious buildings. Mm. So, uh, you know, uh, particularly, so, for example, in North America with the, the conquistadors, they would mm. build Christian churches on top of the... Native American temples. Same with the Mohammedan expansion. Mm. You know, the uh, the mosque, what's it called? Bloody hell, on the Temple Mount. Jerusalem? 
Yeah, the 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 big mosque. That was gone. The, the dome, yeah. the dome of the rock. Dome of the rock. So the dome of the rock is built on the foundations of uh, the Jewish temple. Mm. Yeah, it's a part of the conquest, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Is yeah. it just to remind any stragglers from the previous civilization that this is your new god now? Yeah, it seems to be. There's uh, yeah, it's sort of a, there's a supremacy element to it, isn't it? Mm. Why haven't mm-hmm. we built anything on top of the pyramid? <laughs> <laughs> Why have not pushed them over? <laughs> just, uh, as far as volume goes, Pyramid at Giza's biggest biggest fucking thing ever built. I think it was the tallest building up until possibly the 20th century. Wow. Yeah, I think I've heard that. I think it might have been like the Sears Tower or the Empire State Building, some you know, one in Chicago. I, I, or Eiffel Tower. Possibly. Possibly the Eiffel Tower. Yeah. I'm reading a book. I've just started a book. by. It's called Sir Alan Gardner. He's um, mm-hmm. a f- um, famous Egyptologist, no longer with us, mm-hmm. called uh, Egypt of the Pharaohs. Mm. I've just started, and that was written in the 60s, I think, 1960, 1961. Mm. And it's quite striking, it, even though I'm only maybe a quarter of the way through it, how often um, he underlines how shaky our timeline is mm. and our understanding and our names for people and the way things are attributed. It's quite striking. That's been the, the sort of the main thing I've sort of learned from this book. Because so you, you, think, you speak to Egyptologists and it seems like this is all secure, safe, yeah. common knowledge. That's what I was going to say. So do you think there's more, is the word hubris around now? I don't know. I don't, I don't think, I don't think it's, hu- not, no, because I think hubris is generally intentional, isn't it? Yeah. To be hubristic. And I don't, you know, we spoke to an excellent Egyptologist I think he's absolutely confident in uh, in, but, but a lot of it's received knowledge. You see, mm. Mm. and uh, I don't know. I think there are question. There's certainly question marks over a, a lot of it. It seems, but who knows? Who knows how many sort of uh, how things have developed in the intervening sixty years since it was written. I, but you know, I don't seem to think that they find. Often finding sort of game-changing stuff in Egypt, are they? No. As far as, you know, papyrus and... They need to um, open up that tomb below the Sphinx, don't they? Underneath its paw. Yeah, some people think there's something there, don't they? Yeah. Some sort of recess or chamber. So we've we've stopped... Have we stopped digging around there out of respect for an ancient civilization, Or is it just preservation or or what because that's i would have thought that the best thing to do would be to carry on digging carry on looking you know increase that knowledge i think the process has been slowed down greatly and possibly with good reason you know in the sort of boom (laughs) yeah mummies yeah (laughs) on the scorpion king coming out do we um in sort of the heyday, the booming 19th century archaeology boom that there was, I think a lot of damage was done. Right. And mm. archaeology has become far more sophisticated in the intervening years, but you also get this bureaucracy and everything else attached with it. Mm. You've got to grease the right palms as far as, you know, the head of Egyptian antiquities are concerned and 
there'll be all sorts of permits and play the game. Yeah. Tape. Yeah. <clears throat> Uh, so I can't remember the name. There's a famous archaeologist. Eric, when we spoke to Eric Klein, he mentioned him. I think he was a German. And he was sort of famous for being haphazard in this way and often uh, finding things by accident <laughs> and, uh, or coming to the right conclusion, but completely from the using the wrong methods, you know. Schlie- Schliefen. Schliefen? Schlie- Schliefman, I want to say. You know? So, I don't know. You, how much is going to be left after, you know, 5,000 years? Of our civilization? <laughs> Not a lot. No. no. Microplastic. A microplastic mm. layer in the, uh, in the fossil record. Like the black mat yeah. from the Younger Dryas. But it'd be more like a, a playground mat. <laughs> <laughs> Recycled bottles and stuff. Chewing gum, probably. Yeah, probably, yeah. Chewing gum cigarette butts for six inches in the, in the fossil record. Yeah. Just like a children's playground. Mm. I know what to do. Should we do some housekeeping? Yeah, I know. And then do some COVID news. Yes. yes. Have I made the COVID news? Have you made it all? <laughs> well, no, I, I, I think I contributed something this week. Uh, yeah. Yes. She did. Housekeeping. Housekeeping. I'm literally a communist. Cut it. Great. Yes, this is a value for value podcast. If you find this podcast valuable, please consider returning some value. How would you do this? You could buy some merch from the Amish loot chest. Yeah, link in the description as always. We could do with some new merch, some new ideas. What about yeah. beer can uh, holder, cooler holders? I've seen them. I've never used one. <laughs> I don't think Teespring offer those. What about cigarette lighters? It's niche now. It's. <laughs> <coughs> I was thinking more designs rather than products. Right. I haven't had any new designs designs. on there for a while. There's a few on the cutting room floor. Is there? Yeah. Yeah. I'll, I'll resurrect some. Yeah, you can have a look at them. Right. Or well, if you have any ideas for any eavesdroppers, let us know. Mm-hmm. Do you see, I started a Discord server this week. Yes. That's modern. It is modern, yeah. I don't really know what I'm doing. But uh, maybe I should put the link in the show notes for that as well, if anyone wants to come. Like chat rooms used to be. I think it is like an internet message board, isn't it? And it's sort of categorised. So there's like uh, different threads for different things. So is it more like Reddit? Yeah, I guess so, yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. So there's a way for people to send us videos and uh, news clips. No, that's cool. Or there's a general chat. Or there's different categories, like there's esoteric thread and the COVID thread. And I've uh, invited a few people have come in just to see, to sort of test it. Mm. And uh, it seems to work. I don't know. It seems like most podcasts have a Discord channel now. Right, okay. So it's a way of getting in touch with your um, listeners, I suppose. Another way. Yeah, 
Yeah, I'll put the link in the description then. Hmm. If you want to hop into the Discord server. Um, subscribe to the YouTube channel and the Odyssey channel. Throw hmm. some crypto. Word of mouth is a good way of uh, letting people know. Come tell everyone. Send us things. Send us an email at the Amish Inquisition at gmail.com. Correct. Mm. New stories. Timestamp thing for us. Yeah, you did um, that, didn't you, Matt, this week? Well, I just said play the whole video. Oh, yeah, they're all the shorts up. <laughs> <laughs> memes? Yeah. Send us some memes. We like oh, memes. This in the Discord. There is a meme thread. Oh, is there? People, yeah, for people to post memes. There we go. Yeah. You could send us artwork. Yeah, oh, we've yeah. had a couple of doozies in this week, haven't we? Yes. From yeah. uh, Jay Hurst. Yeah, yeah, excellent work. So, producer credit coming your way, Jay, for episode mm-hmm. 188. Yeah, it's mad. Oil paintings. Paints yeah, in oils. really good. Really good. He paints in oils. Like <laughs> a shell. Okay. Yeah. All right. Oils himself up and then paints. Rolls around on the canvas. Yeah. Uh, beautiful work. Stunning. It is nice. Very nice. The second one's like a, a digital looking type thing. It was that, it was that oil as well. No. <laughs> was it? <laughs> OMG. OMG indeed. Yeah. So, yeah, if you're, uh, well, if you're listening to this, you'll see the artwork for this episode mm. that uh, Jay has produced. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It'll be our um, be the logo for the for the episode. Yeah, excellent. Yeah. Uh, anything else? Followers on social media, Twitter, yeah. Instagram, are the two main ones. YouTube, subscribe. We have yeah. that one. There yeah. Live streams every Sunday, eight o'clock. Mm-hmm. Usually ish. Anything else? Any other way to become a producer? There must be something. Could toss us a fucking coin. <laughs> toss a coin to your witcher. Oh, valley of plenty. Do it for the lads. 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 Toss a coin to your witcher. Oh, valley of plenty. You know, it really bothers me. It really bothers me. But we don't get enough... Uh, monetary donations and you know the guys from smooth my balls will not leave us alone <laughs> and you know we're gonna have to start doing advertisements we um if you yeah. don't support us we need to um put our branding on these these streams yeah we were looking us. into that it's gonna cost like 20 quid a month probably 240 pound a year so mm. on top of what everything else already costs yeah so, yes, do support us. The PayPal link is on the uh, website, theomisinquisition.com, and mm-hmm. sign up for a monthly, or just give us a one-off, whatever you think it's worth. If you think it's worth, you know, a fiver every month for four episodes, drops a fiver every month. Yeah, man. Whatever you think it's worth. You might think it's worth 100 quid a month. Yeah. yeah. You might think it's worth £10,000 a year. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. That would sort the stream logo out, wouldn't it? Why do you it not would. say a month? Well, I don't know. I think if someone suddenly gave us £10,000 a month, there perhaps should be an intervention. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyway, right. Uh, it's me and my balls. We've done them. Shall we thank the producers for episode 188? 
Yes. I think it's time. It's time to big up the man Dems. Yo. We have Jay Hurst, Gav Scott, Slicko83, Pooley Sketch Chap, Nomi Noznodge, Anonymous, and everyone who bought merch this week. So amazing. They are. Yeah. So amazing in their love. Literally. The best mate. The dwarf. The carrots. The grape. The homophobe. The winds. The asthma. The corrupt cunt. The number 11. The blind man. The fallen on the horizon. The cripple and the mother of... An old friend is here. Delightful. (laughs) Don't get it. Never will. Yes! Yes, thank you. Thank you for your support for another week. And, uh, you know, don't forget to support us. Those are the standing orders. These are standing orders. Read them and understand them. Right. Read them and support us. Indeed. <sighs> Happy birthday, Hugh People have got to understand vaccination is going to be, in the end, your route to liberty. The magic vaccine. A big fat shot in the ass. From hell. Oh! You know, it's just, you know, super painful. Like a judgment day and terminating mode like... It's not going to allow us to go completely back to normal. Anal swab tests in the same ballpark as seasonal influenza. Because we're getting bored, we want to have fun. But I can't save you from wearing a face mask. Read the standing orders. Read them and understand them. Deadly variants or political scarians. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry for comments. I thought it was Henry Kelly. Oh, going to go. Going and going and going and going for yeah. gold. That was like the height of the European Union propaganda, wasn't it? Was. That game show. I can't remember. Yeah. I just remember there being something satisfying about the lighting when you built up your lights in, on your podium. Oh, yeah. Was that that program? Stacking coins. Was that what it was? Oh, no, I don't, I don't know. I can't remember. Probably. No idea. The heat is on. It was only in the middle of the day, wasn't it? <laughs> it was on at tea time, weren't it? Was it? Wasn't it? Oh, I don't know. I think it was like straight. If you got home from school early, I think you might have caught it. Yeah, I thought it was like something that was on in the middle of the day because I had a memory of like watching it in the holidays or something. Just reminds you of being ill. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it was good. Um, COVID news. Couple of stats. Stato. 55 COVID deaths this week within 28 days of a positive PCR in the UK. And 42 deaths reported to the yellow card system. Wait, we're evening up. Yeah, it's getting close. It's getting close every week. Closer every week. Um, don't read anything into that. It's probably irrelevant. Sinovac, the Chinese. Chinese. Yeah, they've approved it for three-year-olds. Right. Just three-year-olds. Just three-year-olds, yeah. <laughs> three-year-olds and up. Yeah, the Chinese Medicines Agency. They've approved it for three one-year-olds. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. That's that's the youngest chair, I think. Yeah. Who's approved it? The Chinese. All right, okay. I don't know what the, their equivalent of the uh, FDA is. 
they'll be serving a hell of a lot more people in the FDA uh, mm. with their with their judgment. Yeah, How what's the population? A billion. One point two is it something? Is it smaller than India? And you're I think par. India's one point four. They've got they've had a a decline in population recently. The, the Chinese mm. government have just approved a third child for for families now. Yeah, imagine living in a country where the government tells you how many children you can have. <laughs> it's mad, isn't it? Yeah. You wouldn't have them programmes on ATV2 where it's my 18th baby and counting. Mm, the ends don't justify the means, my friend. <laughs> um, but, you know, that's what Bill Gates wants us to do, isn't it, Dr. Bill? Absolutely, yeah. The Anthropocene. Yes. The disease of the Anthropocene. We'll come on to that later. That's our era, isn't it? Apparently, yeah. yeah. Humans are a disease on the face of the planet and which must be controlled. Reminds me of Matrix 4 being filmed, yeah. isn't it? <laughs> I was just about to say, has nobody watched The Matrix? Do you not just realise they're just taking lines from films now? <laughs> it's called predictive programming. Get to the chopper. What's the film? The film with... Uh, Oh, what's it called? It was in 2012, not Dennis Quaid. Um, he has John a sister. Cusack, Cusack yeah. He John was in a Cusack. film last year, I believe, about a virus, wasn't he? And uh, the vaccine was um, um, used to control the population, make people infertile, wipe out three generations. Is that Children of Men? Yeah, I was just about to say, that's the plot of Children of Men, isn't it, as well? Is that so. a Cusack film? Uh, no, it's... Uh, Clive Owen, it's old. It's a book, isn't it? That that one was a book yeah. first. All right. Yeah. Clive, yeah. I don't know. Anyway, do you want some news? Oh, yeah, news. The Dr. Hillary Richard Madeley saga has been brewing this week. Oh. We've got three clips, three different days. Cat fight. Yeah. Uh, first clip, Hillary sets the scene here with his unique brand of fear. <laughs> Walk out of, of, of this terrible lockdown on the 21st of, of June, do you think? What's, what's your gut? You, um, you're an experienced journalist. Well, you, let's, let's not trust our gut. Let's trust the doctor, Dr Hillary. Well, let me ask a simple question uh, back to you, and that is why would we ease restrictions when things are getting worse? Does that make any sense to anybody? But are they getting worse, yes, they are. worse in the sense yes. that more people aren't going... Yes, they are. Yes, yeah. 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 <laughs> pushed out to push back. I could. You know, Pierce was a complete he fucking was, lock-me-down... Stamp on me, daddy, tie me up, kind of guy. But Maidley, I'm getting well, a newfound respect for him. He'll be but on listen. GB News next week, Maidley. If he, you put two of those back to, sorry, together, Richard Maidley, he looks like he's into like mar- ultra marathon running. He's all spindly and shit. And <laughs> um, what's like the biggest uh, correlation with um, COVID deaths? You know, like Age. being overweight. Well, whatever. The other one, being overweight. Mm. Yeah, obesity is number two, I think. Yeah, so, and I think Piers Morgan is obese. They smoke cigars. Going to hospital. Well, we have more cases. The week before last... But if the cases we don't had, lead to hospitalisation... Well, we are seeing hospitalisations. We may not be seeing so many. We're not seeing that big peak no. in hospitalisations and deaths. But we're still having our NH staff work extremely hard to keep hospitalisations down and to keep people from dying. Uh, ICU units are, are pretty busy again, and some experts are saying that we're already in a third wave. So, so my question is, why would we ease restrictions right now when things are getting worse, when we've got a new variant 
variant, which is causing huge problems in India, but big problems here as well. Okay, so the corollary... Th Deadly variants or <laughs> political scariants. Mm. <laughs> yeah, it brings up the variant. Yeah, I like the fact that someone's actually pushing back mm. to a degree on mainstream. I mean, this is probably the biggest breakfast yeah. show in the country, is it not? Well, the second yeah, biggest. Yeah, Is it after the BBC, is it? After yeah. the big breakfast. <laughs> <laughs> Still watch VHSs. <laughs> uh, number two, Maidley again, becoming the voice of reason. The end times are upon us. So the idea of mass gatherings, the idea of people abandoning masks and hand sanitising and social distancing seems crazy at a time when things are actually getting worse. But we have government ministers repeatedly now saying over the last, I think probably started 10 days, two weeks ago, and they've said it ever since, that the vaccines, plural, have broken the link between COVID and hospitalizations and death. They've broken the link. Yeah, and and of course they still occur. And that is why. I mean, that was the deal, wasn't it? You should get the uh, <coughs> the vulnerable vaccinated and the old. Mm -hmm. Well, actually, it was three weeks, wasn't it? Three weeks to flatten the curve. <laughs> yeah. we'll, we won't have a vaccine for at least 18 months, two years at best. Mm -hmm. But then we did have a vaccine. Yeah. Okay, and we'll give it to the old people. Back to normal. Well, hey, but it's deadly variants. Yeah. We need to be a little bit more patient, get everybody vaccinated, and then we can start thinking about easing restrictions. If we do it too early... There's a risk of going back but to real, where but, we were before. We, 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 had a, we clashed horns about this yesterday morning, about this time, because what you and people in your camp say, Hillary, is that actually that delay shouldn't necessarily just be for a couple of weeks or even a couple of months. It might have to run up to Christmas. And I don't think the public are going to wear that. I don't think they will either. No, I don't. The, uh, on the news this morning, people are saying if we don't open up during the summer... Fully, mm. we won't open up till next spring. <laughs> wow. Think of all the money I'll save. Who's <laughs> saying that? <laughs> Talking heads, journalists, scientists. Fucking hell, Ben. What are you going to buy with your, your COVID bonanza now you've got a caravan? I don't know. What's Probably next? Just a speedboat. You're going to complete <laughs> the, the bullseye. <laughs> 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 Main I might get a speedboat. Jesky. <laughs> Do you not think um, Hillary Mantel, what's his name? That's Hillary. <laughs> is, um, is he on that kind of thinking? And he didn't say this, but he probably should have done. Is he thinking that, well, it's fine, yeah, okay, we've we got these these increasing cases, but it's not leading to hospitalisation or death. But if is he concerned that if it's left rampant, it might lead to... Uh, more mutations that aren't that you know aren't potentially counteracted by the current set of vaccines. No, he never mentioned mut mutated. Mu he didn't mention any of that. But I mean, th that's the only logical thing I can think of where he might be coming from to to argue against what um, Maidley was saying. Then, if you won't open up, and I said this to Matt, I think last week, when it regards foreign travel, if you won't mu open up because you're afraid of a mutation that will evade the vaccine. Yep. Mm -hmm. You never open it up. Never ever. No. No. And the the only, well, the only thing you can do if you were to open up would be to just have constant new vaccines every three months or so. Ching, ching, ching. <laughs> boosters no. every every season. Can you imagine if we just sort of protected the old back in March twenty twenty? What might have happened? We'd all be immune. 
Yeah. And we'd have a vaccine for the old. Yeah. Half a million people would have died. Half a million people did die, didn't they? I don't know how many died here. No. No, the uh, you remember the when we got that WhatsApp message with the Imperial Ferguson's mm. forecast of half a million deaths and everyone shit the bed? Oh, yeah. Yeah, well, that same um, model did a model for Sweden as well. Mm. Yeah, it didn't turn out, did it? Didn't happen. How are Sweden doing now? A lot right. better than us. Better result. Win? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, less deaths per million. Right. Why were we so shit? Are we not just iller as well? We have a, ill in hell. Yeah, we have, we're uh, probably after America. We're probably the m- most unhealthy country on the planet. Sick man of Europe. Yeah, mm-hmm. literally. We've been... Uh, Plus, um, sending people with COVID into nursing homes probably wasn't the best idea. Mm. I'm pretty, didn't that happen in Sweden, though, yep. as well? Yeah, they fucked that up as well. Mm-hmm. Anyway, Hillary, clip three. Uh, I just want this. This will show you how out of touch this douchebag is, Dr. Hillary. Just check this out. You know, I, I'm in favour on the 21st of June of selective easing of restrictions. It's, you know, there's a big... It's starting to roll back a bit, I think. Big difference between going to a restaurant where... Restaurant? <laughs> it's French word. The business is very careful to, for people to wear masks as they go to their they table, down sit the table down, afterwards and, and there's a small group of people uh, that know each other having a nice lunch and, and, a, and a glass of wine. Big difference between that and 200 people dancing in a nightclub with no ventilation. Cool. Um, yeah. <laughs> you know, so selective easing, I'm in favour. I want businesses to get back. I want people to get back to normal and it's good for their mental health. I know that. I don't want to be Dr Killjoy. But we have right. rising numbers of cases... We don't know how long vaccination is effective for. There will be other variants. Now, mm. remembering the top floor of the warehouse and how the ceiling used to drip onto you mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> throughout the That's night, just, I'm kind of going to see where he's coming from. <laughs> Who has wine with lunch? <laughs> Your piece. People like this. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. In their little media bubble. Mm. And it's completely out of touch. Mm. You know, when we were in the warehouse, dripping with sweat, 18 years old. Uh, yeah, and yeah. and later. How often did we go into nursing homes? To dance. <laughs> For any reason. No, well, never. never. I don't think I've ever been in a nursing home. No. What's wrong? I went to a post office, so there's lots of old people there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't know. That was it. That was the Hillary thing. I think he is. I think he's just set out his stall and he's having to just def- kind of stick to it, isn't he? Yeah. Well, it's a question of personal gain. He gains from this dragging on oh, forever. Yeah. We talked yeah. the other a couple of weeks ago about him going on his luxury Cunard cruise mm. where he's been paid as a speaker, professional speaker. Mm. You know, this is great for his profile. This is what I was saying about scientists who don't Same normally get. That, mm. that exposure. Yeah. Yeah, the book deals will be being done. It's like crack for him. They can't, they can't get enough of it. Uh, are you suggesting that these... <laughs> are they are they disingenuous then, do you think? No, scientists are completely full of integrity to the brim. <laughs> so are they doing it for the money then or not? I have no idea. Well, I'm asking you to speculate. 
<laughs> yes. Yes. And maybe no. <laughs> the other thing is the confirmation bias, isn't it? Like, so, you know, if you think something, then um, you'll do anything to prove it, won't you? Essentially. There's lots of ways to do that with stats and stuff. Yeah, you can make stats say whatever you want. That's the mm. that's the beauty of them. They they should be above that, for fuck's sake. They should be. Well, they're not, though, are they? And the other well, thing, you know, feeds the... into that. Yeah. Sorry, go on. No. I was just going to say, you know, you're, just the fact that you... Um, I don't know, I've lost... Oh, Maybe this is why governments should employ a wider range of advisors, then. If, they, if they're so... Yeah. If they're so uh, vulnerable to this kind of groupthink, then maybe they should be widening their net as far as what advice they get. Yeah. Do you, what do you think of Neil Ferguson? Because he was persona non grata in the I early know. days, and now he's I like, know. you know, he's he's constantly on the on the the teats of doom. Yeah. Well, all press is good press, Ben. Exactly, and I think he's lapping it up. Yeah. Oh, hey, what's going on here? What? Is he turned up at nine? No, he's turned up at 20 past nine, yeah. Oh, God. We're we're streaming, by the way. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) This has never happened before. No. Shall we just go with it? Uh, Yeah. It's a bit late, isn't it, to be starting? Yeah. Yeah. I think he's just going to say sorry and... Go again. What? It's come to say, sorry, I'm late. Um, can we rearrange? <laughs> Is he coming back then or not? No, never. We're, just gonna, we're streaming now, by the way. Yes. <laughs> yes, we'd love to have him back. We uh, Yes, we had a, a mix-up, a slight mix-up with the guest, but it will be sorted and it will be mind-blowing. Jesus was a druid. He was the illegitimate son of Augustus Caesar. He came to the UK. Is this uh, is this what he thinks? Is that what he? That, uh, it's not what he thinks. It's the truth. He was there. <laughs> That's his thesis. Where were we on the COVID news? We've done Hill Dr. Hillary, haven't we? Dun, dun, dun. Yeah, Huge changes afoot. Huge. So this is from the Independent. We're just going to carry on with the COVID news, ham fistedly. <laughs> <laughs> Independent. NHS told to identify patients actually sick from COVID-19 separately to those testing positive. Oh, right. Hospitals have been told to change the way they collect data on patients infected with coronavirus to differentiate between those actually sick with symptoms and those who test positive whilst seeking treatment for something else. So every week when we get the hospital admissions data, Mm. a proportion of those people... Who have gone in for kidney stones. Yeah. Or they've gone in to A&E with a broken arm. What constitutes an admission? If, if you, like, have a positive little cough test. and you, you're a little bit hypochondriac. Oh, you, you no, still no. Get, positive you have to have test. a positive test. Right? Anyone who has a positive test. It's like the 28 days, dying within 28 days. Well, that, that they, logs they cases, but then... Hospital admissions as well. So if you go to hospital... Oh, a testing the, hospital, yeah, right, got it. You go to yeah. hospital with a broken leg yeah, yeah. and admitted, you're going to be tested. Right. Yes. So you go on a COVID ward, and if you happen to have coronavirus, you are a coronavirus admission. And if you don't have it, by the time you're on the COVID ward... You'll have it. Yeah. Over 30% of uh, cases are nosocomal. Is it nosocomal, it's called? So, sorry. Hospital-acquired infection. All right. Should 
would someone who um, had COVID a month ago, 28 days ago, isolated for two weeks and then broke the leg and then was admitted to hospital, it's a uh, COVID case. It's within 28 days. No, it's 90. It's 90 days. You can test positive 90 days after infection. With a PCR oh, right. test. Okay. No, so I'm still saying, sorry, that... Up to. All oh, right, okay. So it can pick it can pick up fragments of dead virus. So you you've had it, you've recovered. 90 days later, you have a routine surgery. Well, obviously, there's no routine surgeries happening, is there? But you, you have a and e accident. You could be admitted as a COVID patient and go on to the stats. The move would reduce the overall number of patients in hospital for coronavirus, as until now, data from hospitals has included all patients who tested positive for COVID-19, regardless of whether they had symptoms or not. NHS England has instructed hospitals to make the change to the daily flow of data sent by NHS trusts and told the independent that the move was being done to help analyse the effect of the vaccine programme. <laughs> yeah, it's going to make it look great, isn't it? <laughs> We're going to have it's negative gonna, yeah. hospital admissions. <laughs> <laughs> and whether it's successfully reducing COVID-19 sickness. It's just junk, isn't it? We're just, we're yeah. just feeding off junk data constantly for the last 18 well, yeah, months. Well, yeah, that's the thing. To show the efficacy, they should you obviously have to keep everything the same all the way through. Yeah, but if you've already, if you're feeding junk in... Feeding more junk doesn't give you doesn't really do anything, does it? No, I suppose it's not reality. It should the problem is it should have been doing this from the start. From the start, yeah. Well, yeah so, in, but you got to get the fear up, you see. Mm. <laughs> you know, to make sure you get your vaccine. In some ways, it's good, isn't it, that they're actually starting yeah. actually doing this? Absolutely. You need your data to be as as representative as possible mm. and as accurate as possible. It should have just point you know, is that, and they should be doing it with the deaths as well. Yes. I think it just it fits the narrative now, doesn't it? Because <laughs> they're trying to roll back. Yeah, trying to get out of the lockdown. Yeah, I don't know. Um, Anthony Fauci, you must have heard about the Fauci email foyer. Well, only from you, I think. Um, I mean, like we we didn't week. really do it. We didn't really cover it because, to be honest, a there wasn't bit. a lot in it. There's, right, there's okay. some dodgy stuff. There is dodgy stuff. Mm. Uh, most of the best bits are heavily redacted. Mm. So, mm. you know, um, but he's been fighting back, obviously, because he's been getting criticised for mm. some of the stuff that is in the emails. Um, yeah, so it strikes back over his email. Uh, get a load of this sanctimonious prick. Me, quite frankly, are attacks on science. because Attacks on me are attacks on science. Because all of the things that I have spoken about consistently from the very beginning have been fundamentally based on science. Sometimes those things were inconvenient truths for people, and there was pushback against me. So if you are trying to, you know, get at me as a public health official and a scientist, you're really attacking not only Dr. Anthony Fauci, you're attacking science. And anybody that looks at what's going on clearly sees that. You have to be asleep not to see that. That is what's going on. Science and the truth are being attacked. Truth. See, this is like where like science and religion are being conflated again here. Yeah, there's so much. Yeah, it's called scientism. Yeah, there's so much um, overlap with the language there, isn't there? Between. Yeah, and it's because of this technocracy, um, techno populism, this new yeah. era that we are in. Like, science cannot be questioned. 
isn't like the you know Jesus spoke the truth or whatever and now he speaks the truth yeah yeah I guess the thing is is that politicians have abdicated all the decision making to scientific advisors following the science and the problem is is that a lot of these decisions that are being made are not to do with truth they're to do with values yeah and you can't quantify a value do you want to um, live under lockdown for the rest of your life it'll probably be a lot safer (laughs) is that a valuable existence do you not want to be able to have physical contact with the people you love um, well, well, it's safe. If, if you're following the rules, doesn't it, I suppose? Well, this is where it's coming. I'm talking about the overarching, where this has come from. Yeah. And where it's going to continue to go mm-hmm. until they stop it, until someone stops it. I don't know. Um, sticking with Fauci, he and uh, Jill Biden... We're on one of the uh, morning shows in America this week talking about uh, vaccinating kids. Thought Jill. this was quite interesting. Jill Biden, Doctor Jill, Doctor Jill Biden. She's a, I think she's got a PhD in education. She does. Okay. Yep. Teaching. Twelve. Go get vaccinated. Okay. Yes. Speaking of which, so Pfizer has been approved for twelve plus, right? Right. And Moderna right after them too. Oh, so that's a foregone conclusion. It says Moderna right after them too. It's not. Mm. They haven't been given the go ahead. But it's a foregone conclusion, apparently. Okay, right. yeah. when do you... That must constitute following the science pre, pre-emanating... Uh, precognition. Yeah, precognition, yeah. <laughs> you think the, the youngest of... Us. It's going to be what we call age de-escalation. We're going to start with the 12 to the 9, then the 9 to the 6, and the 6 to the 2. We anticipate by the time we get towards the end of this calendar year... We'll be able to vaccinate children of any age. So we're getting there. We're getting there. (laughs) (laughs) It's me sick. Uh, Sticko. You heard of Sticko? Sticko? Sticko is the German equivalent of the MHRA or the FDA. All right. They've uh, ruled out... The EMA, don't they? (coughs) Yeah, but each each, uh, EU member has its own... Right. Okay. Rather than supranational, it has its own national Ooh. medicines authority. I can't remember what the uh, what the acronym stands for with Sticko. I should have written it. Oh, standard. Va- oh no, standing vaccination commission uh, recommends COVID jabs not to uh, under sixteens. Uh, I can see that unless they have like serious pre-existing. Yeah, yeah. If you're at high risk, then there's there's yeah. logic behind it. If you have cancer or um, serious uh, impairments, they they're not recommending. It should be the same as the flu vaccines. What's that? I, well, I think that is that there are flu vaccines available for children. Yeah, um, I think it's under fours, isn't it? <clears throat> you get one, and actually, yeah, no, it shouldn't be like the flu vaccines. That's why they're going towards where they're spreading the... It's going to cover every age group, isn't it? What's interesting is the FDA and Fauci are saying, if you're 12 years old, go and get it. The AMA, European Medical Agency, is saying, go and get it. Yeah. But the German one is saying, don't get it. 
they were a bit more um, maybe I should reverse, weren't, weren't they for the uh... uh, Sticko will recommend that only minors aged 12 to 17 who have an in- increased risk of suffering severe COVID-19 should get vac- vaccinated these re- risk factors include obesity, heart failure cyanosis, immune system disorders, high blood pressure, lung disease chronic nervous system disorder kidney disorder, malignant tumour disease the Vaccination Commission further recommends that children and adolescents above the age of 12 should also be vaccinated uh, if their relatives have severe blah, blah, blah. Uh, the use of Comirnaty, which is the brand name of the Pfizer-BioNTech jab, uh, in children and adolescents aged 12 to 17 without previous illness is currently not genuinely generally recommended. So we have, yeah, a change of opinion. But we have it all over Europe. Like with Norway, Norway banned the AstraZeneca vaccine mm-hmm. and they're, they're not having it for anyone. There's a call from another European country today. I don't know if it was Italy maybe saying no AstraZeneca for over 60s. Right. Yeah. Uh, so it's just uh, a mess, isn't it? Just mm-hmm. a mess. Well, there's no consensus, is there? No, I thought the science was uh, the science. Well, the, science. the truth yeah. it was uh, divined by Dr. Fauci. Exactly, and, yeah. Uh, Patrick unba- unbalanced. <laughs> Dr. Hillary. <clears throat> there was a good um, interview, I think it might have been The Telegraph. Was it The Telegraph? No, Planet Normal podcast had uh, Dr. Yolanta Bhattacharya on. Oh. Doctor Yayanta Bhattacharya. Doctor Bhattacharya. <laughs> and uh, he was talking about how lockdowns uh, actually work in practice, which I thought bird repeating. The actual practice of a lockdown is a class of people, a small class of people, relatively well off, have jobs that can be done ab- uh, remotely. Well, those people, they can be protected while the rest of society has to face the harms of the, the virus, whether they're vulnerable or not, whether they're high, high risk or not. That's the actual practice of lockdown. Lockdown is trickle-down epidemiology. It's, it's essentially... That's a great phrase. Trickle-down epidemiology. Focus protection of the rich. Focus it's really incredible to me to watch the failure of this strategy so evident, and yet much of the scientific community remains uh, attached to it. That's an interesting way of looking at it, isn't it? It's quite true. Yes. Uh, yeah. It goes on to um, the interview asking what history we'll make of the lockdowns. And so he goes into some of the ramifications of the trickle-down epidemiology. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't. I, well, I don't. I, I doubt <laughs> future historians will have much to say about me, in particular. But I do think that that future historians will look back in this and say this was the single biggest public health mistake possibly in all history, in terms of the scope of the harm that is caused. Every single poor person on the face of the earth has faced some harm, sometimes catastrophic harm, from this lockdown policy. You know, the, the UN in April of last year estimated that 130 million people around the world would face starvation as a consequence of the lockdowns. Uh, 100 
hundreds of thousands of people would die from tuberculosis because they didn't receive basic treatments that, that would have saved their lives. Now, that's in developing the world. Or the UN in March of this year estimated in South Asia alone, 228,000 children have died from starvation and missed medical care because of the lockdowns there. In developed countries, we have similar problems, although maybe not quite the same scale. Right. So women this year will come in with late-stage breast cancer that should have been diagnosed last year, and they'll die from breast cancer that they should have survived. Men and women together will die from colon cancer that should have been picked up last year. Diabetics will have kidneys fail that should have been addressed during previous years. We're going to have an enormous after-effect of these lockdowns. It's not simply one. I mean, and it's, it's very, very simple. You can't think about public health as if it were a just one thing. Health is a multifaceted thing, and public health should focus on all the facets of health. Humans need more than just infection control. Yes. Good line to finish on. Mm. I mean, you just rattle through a lot of the uh, unintentional consequences that mm-hmm. we've been talking about for over a year. Mm. Mm. But it does sound better coming from someone with four degrees from Harvard plus a PhD rather than me. Yourself. <sighs> mm. It's the same narrative, isn't it? Yeah, he's one of the co-authors of the Barrington Declaration. Oh, I remember that. It's been, it was ridiculed mm. by the mainstream press, really, wasn't it? Smeared. Mm. He was smeared. Mm. Yep. Don't go against the orthodoxy. Mm. Yeah, that's uh, the um, yeah. The truth will out. Yeah. Yeah, it'd be interesting. Hopefully. Yeah. Mm. Um, I don't know if it was last week or the week before. I can't remember the name of that communist who's who's on Sage. Oh yeah, what's the name? You did you did send it, didn't you? On the podcast, I mean. Oh I right. I remember okay. her name. It's Susan Mickey. Right. Okay. And she's on. I think Spy B, which is the behavioural, mm. the ones who try and control our behaviour through the government mm-hmm. messaging and whatnot. And uh, she was on Channel Five News this week. Was she? She's on news every week. Oh, right, she's okay. one of these talking heads like Ferguson right. and all the rest of it. She's one of the more high profile right. talking head sage members. And I my jaw pretty much hit the floor <laughs> watching this. This is clip one from Susan Mickey. Professor Mickey, if I can start with you first. Do you think that this, this is going to be right? We've had so much hope on the vaccines, hopefully changing everything, bringing an end to the pandemic, bringing an end to this, these changes we've had in our lives. Do you think it won't be enough? Vaccines are a really important part of the pandemic control, but it's only one part. Test, trace and isolate system, border controls are really essential. And the third thing is people's behaviour. That is the behaviour of social distancing, of when you're indoors, making sure there's good ventilation or if there's not wearing face masks and hand and surface hygiene. We'll need to keep these going in the long term. And that will be good not only for COVID, but long also term. to reduce other... So when you say long term... The NHS is sorry going to interrupt, Professor Mickey. Do, do when you say long term, what do you mean by sure. that? How long? Very quickly. Right. Um, I think... Forever. So coming. So coming, yeah. Outrageous. So social distancing, hand washing and masks forever. Why are the government listening to this lunatic? 
She's a fucking lunatic. She's coming from the. She must be like you said. The mask thing's become a massive psychological tool, hasn't it, like for controlling behaviour and stuff. Seriously, if you mm. didn't see people, ninety-five, ninety-nine percent of you listening, watching, if you didn't see people wearing masks, would you fucking know that anything was happening? Exactly. Yeah. No. Mm. Charlie Robinson fucking nailed it six months ago on this podcast. It's a visual representation of a pandemic, and it's used to attack you psychologically. That's the only fucking use it does. doesn't stop the fucking virus. doesn't stop you getting it. People fucking pull it out of the dirty pocket, stick it on. <laughs> stick it. It's fucking it's bullshit. It's nonsense. Yeah. But it's in your fucking head. Yeah. And the sooner and you take the fucking things off, the better. And it's the... I think the originally, I thought the angle was that it was like the illusion of safety as well, wasn't it? Some people say it gives you a false sense of security. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Well, those you know, uh, those lanyards with uh, daisies on or whatever, they seem to work just as well. Because <laughs> if you have one of them, you don't have to wear a mask. Oh, you just say you're exempt. Yeah. It's no big deal. Uh, anyway, she has to... Obviously, the interview is not just going to leave it there. So she's probed. On probe her. Uh, probe, probes her on why things are going to last forever. Probe the Marxist. Forever. Yeah, mm-hmm. probe the Marx is the communist paid up member of the Communist Party. No, isn't she high up in it? <laughs> she, is she a, a, a tenth Dan or whatever the, the system is? Hierarchy. She's definitely not a Keck. <laughs> oh no, it's not Keck. That's Kekistan. What were they called? The uh, the inmates in the Gulag. Shit, it's gone. <laughs> no, it's gone. Clip two. Professor McKeek, sorry. Do you do you really think that? People can continue. Zek, you were a Zek, Z E K. Ah, that's what right. the inmates called yeah. each other. Yeah. To live the way that you think we potentially might have to live, wearing the mask, social distancing, spending more time outside. Do you think this is something we, we can we can really adapt to forever? I think there's um, lots of different behaviours that we've changed in our lives. We now routinely wear seatbelts. We didn't used to. We now routinely pick up dog poo in the parks. We didn't used to. When people see that there is a threat... Not seeing your loved ones or being able to visit people in old folks in a nursing home is like picking up dog poo. (laughs) And there's something they can do to reduce that themselves, their loved ones and their communities. What we've seen over this last year is people do that. And I think we can just begin to adopt routines. When we go out of the house, we check we've got we phone, we've got our keys, we've got tissues, we've got a face mask in case we need to use it. It's not going to be a huge big deal, the kind of um, behaviours that we're talking about. And I think we also need to think about the way we plan our cities, our transport, our lifestyles. Oh, here we go. Yes, this is where we're going, isn't it? The oh, green industrial the green. Re- revolution. Yeah, here we go. Yeah, we're le- well, this is, uh, we've been saying it for months, the climate. Yeah. This is a justification. Instead of going back to huge long commutes, have more local working hubs where people don't have to travel. So- <laughs> you filthy zecks. You can, you're going to live in the city centre on the second floor. The shop will be on the ground floor and your office will be on the third floor. And you that won't travel. Nice. And, oh, yeah, and there'll be gate. There'll be sort of like a, it'll be like a... Not a gate. Not, not, a, not a fence. Compound. <laughs> like a gate round you because there'll yeah. be areas outside the gate where you aren't allowed to go. This is called yeah. the rewilding. 
Well, they'll have um, one. You have like geofencing, so you'll an alarm will go off on your your neck brace. <laughs> <laughs> Is that your daisy lanyard? You have thirty seconds to get back in your zone, or yeah, or maybe it'll be the uh, the old jab. They'll just the kill switch in the jab. Once you go outside a certain uh, radius, they'll just five uh, G you. <laughs> Magnetized. Yeah, it's fine if you stick a spoon to your forehead. <laughs> to steal Gerda, yeah. the building. Was that, was that even the end of it? So much good, not only for health but for the environment. Um, okay. You know, the environmental environment. crisis is the next one down the road. Oh, oh it's oh, the, the next the one. Next down. one. Spoilers. Oh, it's the next one down the road. We know this. We've been saying this for the best part of a year. We've already prepared a jingle for environmental crisis news. Absolutely, <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, uh, yeah, we're sick of uh, lockdown, right? Watch out for this. This is the, this is what's coming next. This is climate lockdown. Are you ready for climate lockdowns? Well, you think I'm making that up? Avoiding a climate lockdown by the WBCSD. That rolls off the tongue. That stands for the World Business Council for Sustainable Development. 3M, Apple. These are all the corporate sponsors of this uh, NGO. Bloomberg, BMW, Chevron, BP, Dow, DuPont, Google, IBM, Ikea, Kellogg's, Nestle, Procter & Gamble. It just keeps going. This was published way back in October 2020, so it's not even a new thing. They say in the near future, the world may need to resort to lockdowns again, this time to tackle a climate emergency. Wait, how could the climate create an emergency that we need a lockdown to solve? Who cares? They say under a climate lockdown, governments would... Any existential threat. Mm -hmm. All they have to say is that it's going to kill people. We've already set the president. Yeah. We need to lock down to save lives. And this is the next emergency they're going to use. Limit private vehicle use, ban the consumption of red meat, and impose extreme energy-saving measures. Fossil fuel companies would have to stop drilling. To avoid such a scenario, we have to overhaul economics and do capitalism differently. You see in the... I'm Max. Yeah, but uh, second part. You see, in this article, they explain how the three crises, the health crisis, the economic crisis, and the environmental crisis, are all interconnected by the Anthropocene, which they call a disease. Yes, the disease of the Anthropocene. These are direct quotes from this Yeah, sorry. But all these corporate sponsors, which fucking virus is buying their product? Us, the Anthropocene. Yeah. Have you not heard of the uh, the tortoise and the scorpion? With the oh. boat. Is there a boat? <laughs> no. Is there a race? No, there's no. just a turtle and a scorpion in a river. And that's the end of the story. Oh, the river. Yeah, there is a boat. No, there's not a boat. Got to cross the river, right? I think yeah, yeah, the oh, scorpion. Yeah, the, the scorpion wants The it. scorpion's the boat. I get it. <laughs> <laughs> Does the scorpion hollow out the turtle? <laughs> Essentially, yeah, boat. Yeah. yeah. the scorpion wants to get across the river and says to the turtle, give us a ride to the other side of the river. And the turtle yeah. says, no chance, you'll sting me. Mm. And the scorpion says, why would I do that? If I sting you when we're in the water, we'll both drown. Mm-hmm. So the turtle goes, okay, fair enough, that makes sense. So turtle gives the scorpion a ride and halfway across the river, the scorpion stings him. And then they both start sinking and drowning. And the turtle says, why did you do that? Now we're both going to die. And the scorpion says, it's in my nature. Yeah. 
Continue. That's from the U.S. National Library of Medicine and National Institute of Health. What is the Anthropocene? Well, it's humanity. Anthropocene literally means the world as controlled by humanity. So what they're saying is humans are a disease that needs to be wiped out. It's like uh, I looked at the article, actually, from the World Business Council for Sustainable Development, and it is fucking New World Order buzzword bingo. Uh, Public-private partnerships, stakeholder capitalism, nature capital development, rewilding programs, sustainable growth initiatives. It's all about controlling how you live your life, basically. You can probably have all those things without destroying all of humanity, though, to to a certain extent. Yeah. Yeah. Can we not have some of those things? Kind of do. I mean... That's the idea. It's like they'll lock you down to stop you destroying humanity. But I'm pretty sure... save the climate. But we are doing things to, you know, stop, you know, def... What's the word? Um, Rewilding. I've not not mowed the lawn for ages. (laughs) I can't. How dare you! I'm sure it's reading, I know like deforestation is one of them, but only one thing about sort of habitat destruction, that's what I was looking for. Um, so that's obviously a thing, isn't it? You know, things, but um, they'd said that over like sort of the last 20 years, uh, an area the size of France had been replanted yeah. with trees. They have to keep upping their estimates of um, tree coverage on the planet because it just keeps right. sort of going up. And there's more than they thought. But it's, it all ties into Agenda 2021, mm. United Nations Sustainable Development Programs. It's been written about for years. The odd man was telling us about this over a, eight, a year and a half ago. A decade ago. A decade ago, yeah. <laughs> so it's coming. You just got to watch out for it. At least, you know, you are forewarned. Mm-hmm. Um, speaking of the end of days, uh, you sent a clip of Theresa May in Parliament. Matt? Oh, you're speaking to me like I'm a, a listener. <laughs> I did, yeah, I did, yeah. Any uh, any intro? You gonna do you do to, do a, to, to do a lead-in for it? I don't know, it's up to you. Um, shall we just frame it as she speaks the truth? We will not eradicate COVID-19 from the UK. There will not be a time when we can say that there will never be another case of COVID-19 in this country. Secondly, variants will keep on coming. There will be new variants every year. If the government's position is that we cannot open up travel until there are no new variants elsewhere in the world, then we will never be able to travel abroad ever again. And the third fact that the government needs to state much more clearly is that, sadly, people will die from COVID here in the UK in the future, as 10 to 20,000 people do every year from flu. It's incomprehensible, I think, that one of the most heavily vaccinated countries in the world is one that is most reluctant to give its citizens the freedoms those vaccinations should support. We will- Maybots had a firmware upgrade. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think I would ever say this, but I wish Theresa May was... Prime Minister. I know, yeah, it was just, you know, um, would she be, this is the thing that came to my mind, this is the second time I've listened to that, is whether she would be saying that if she was Prime Minister. She wouldn't be, would she? No. I don't know. I don't, know. I don't think she would. I mean, I think, oh, I don't know. She has said a lot <laughs> of things. That we can... You don't have to ask permission. Let's go. She needs the toilet. Um, 
is <laughs> um Oh no, we're gonna are we gonna hear him? No, no, no I won't hear him. Um Do you care to make a it's the big announcement tomorrow. Do you care to make um, a prediction? For the, um, the Bojo announcement? Two more weeks. Yes, that's what I think. Why do you and think then, that? Um because that gives us four weeks. What? I think it gives us four weeks. Uh, so it'd be t- so, so it's meant to unlock next week on the twenty right, first. So, so that'd be three weeks then, will it? Yeah. You do two extra weeks then. Right, yeah. I don't know, it's something, something, something to do with the stats. All right. No, my rationale is they've been over this last week or so, they've been talking about a month. Right, about putting okay. things back a month. So I think they've already made the decision that it's going to be two weeks. And then okay. over the last week, 10 days, they've been leaking out that they're thinking about doing it for a month. So when they come out tomorrow and say it's to be delayed by two weeks, mm. you know, some idiots will be going, oh, could have been worse, could have been a month. <laughs> you know. Oh, yeah. That's probably what I'll say. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I think it'll be two weeks. We shall, we're waiting with bated breath. I think uh, he, he will. I mean, the thing is, is... Um, you get the vibe that he's he's quite keen to get rid of the lockdowns, isn't he? But he's following the science. <laughs> of uh, two two more two last things, two funny things to finish on. Oh, really? Yes. You said um, one. Yeah, oh. no, yeah, that's what I mean. Pretending to be interested in my oh, slip. Spare spare thought for Cape Cod lobster man, Michael Packard. <laughs> I know. Had a run in with a humpback whale. Uh, I'm a I'm a lobster diver out of Provincetown, Massachusetts, and uh, I was diving today. And I jumped over and I got down to about 45 feet of water, and all of a sudden I just felt this huge bump, and everything went dark, and I could sense that I was moving, and I was like, oh my. Fuck. <laughs> God, did I just get bit by a shark? And then I felt around and I realized there was no teeth. And I had felt really no great pain. And then I realized, oh my God, I'm in a whale's mouth. I'm in a whale's mouth. And he's trying to swallow me. And I thought to myself, okay, this is it. This Fuck. is. Oh shit. I finally. Oh shit. I'm gonna die. Fuck. Finally. My kids and my wife, and I, I really. There was no getting out of there. And all of a sudden, uh, he went up to the surface and just erupted and started shaking his head. And I just got thrown in the air and landed in the water, and I was free, and I just no! floated there. And I was just, I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe I got out of that. And I'm here to tell it, and I thought my legs were broken, but I'm all bruised up, and uh, I made it. You made it, yeah. The whale oh. came to the surface and was like... Uh, 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 because I, I, believe, <laughs> I, I have an issue in this respect. Coughed him up. Mm, yeah. yeah. It's a bit... Um, 
a bit crazy that one. So what do humpback whales eat? Do they eat krill? Is it? No, they eat um... vegan sausage. <laughs> <roll>. <laughs> yeah, they filter, don't they? They've got a baleen. Oh, that's baleen. Uh, plankton. Yeah. They eat plankton. All whales eat plankton. No, they don't. Yeah, they do. Yeah, they do. No, they don't. It's like whales one and one. Yeah. No, they don't. Because yeah. I've seen, I've, I've watched. Yeah, plankton leaks submarines. <laughs> yeah, Gareth Bale. <laughs> You've seen submarines? What submarines aren't whales? No, it's part of the. Um, I mean, part of um, what they eat. I meant, yeah. Cape Cod fishermen, apparently as well. Yeah, I've seen whales uh, circle around, blow hole. No, they might have been killer whales actually. Big fish. So yeah. you've seen like schools of fish. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's uh, orcas. Fat Still whales, eh? Fat check false, I think. I think killer whales have proper teeth, right? Absolutely, yeah. They've uh, they're dangerous. Yeah. Check out SeaWorld. I've seen uh, was it Tilikum? It was Tilikum, oh. the killer whale, who uh killed one of the trainers. What's the name of the uh, documentary? Is it called Blackfin? Free Willy. <laughs> it's called Blackfin. Blackfin, yeah. It's on Netflix. There's a few um killer whales who've turned, haven't they, on the not to blame them. I mean, they shouldn't be in captivity for a start. Oh, yeah. What are you Googling? Oh, humpback whales eat. We've told you, it's plankton. Humpback bridges. It's not. It is. It's vegan sausage <laughs> roll. It's even got the the uh, the story. Um, last story. Do do we remember Jeffrey Tubin? No. Jeffrey Tubin, the... Does he play the tuba? Does he have two bins? Does he tube on the tuba? He is, uh, well, he was a writer for The New Yorker and a contributor to CNN. And uh, unfortunately, he was on in a Zoom meeting with his oh, New, Yorker, New Yorker colleagues and uh, he decided to start masturbating. Oh, I mean, can't blame him, really. Did he die? <laughs> Did he die? That's some serious commitment to uh, public (laughs) masturbation. They might be dead now or something. He's back. Oh, he's he's made his return to CNN, and it's not awkward at all. (laughs) Person, I mean, in therapy. Oh, (laughs) for some reason, it started halfway through. Try again. Let's bring in CNN chief legal analyst Jeffrey Tubin to talk about this and more. Hi, Jeffrey. Hello, oh, Alice. It's been a while. It has been a while, indeed. Yeah, it's been about six months since you were suspended. Is, was she on the Was she on the call? No, no. The call was with his compadres at the New Yorker, and this is CNN because he was also a contributor for CNN. Feel like we should address um, what's Undress. happened in the months since we've seen you, since some of our viewers may not know what has happened. So, uh, I guess I'll recap. I'll do the honors. <laughs> Help yourself. Okay. Um, in October, you were on a Zoom call with your colleagues from the New Yorker magazine. Everyone took a break for several minutes, during which time you were caught masturbating on camera. Uh, you were subsequently fired from that job after 27 years of working there. And you, since then, have been on leave from CNN. Do I have all that right? Um, you got it all right. Sad to say. Okay. So let's start there. Okay. Um, to quote Jay Leno, 
What the hell were you thinking? Well, I'm just thinking Obviously, uh, I wasn't thinking very well or very much, and um, it was something that was inexplicable to me. I think one point, I, I wouldn't exactly say in my defense, because nothing is really in my defense. I didn't think I was on the call. I didn't think other people could see me. You so, thought that you had turned off your camera? Correct. I thought that I had turned off the Zoom call. Now, that's not a defense. This was deeply moronic and indefensible, but... I mean that that is part of that that is part of the story, um, and you know I have spent the seven subsequent months, miserable months in my life. I can certainly confess, um, trying to be a better person. I mean, in therapy, trying to do some public service, um, working in a food bank, which I certainly am going to continue to do. Working on a new book about the what? What's working in a food bank got to do with masturbating? Community service. Why? He's a changed character. Oh, fuck off. Hey, he didn't... I never sucked any ding-dongs. <laughs> Everything. Everybody masturbates. You know, just turn your camera off. On Zoom calls? Well, not on Zoom calls. You know, you just go to the bathroom or your bedroom or something. <laughs> Everyone masturbates, don't they? Yeah. Not on the Zoom call. No. I'm a city bombing, but I am trying to become the kind of person that people... Do you, uh, do you want to give him some advice? Do you think maybe he had a dessert spoon in his arse? What you need to do with the de dessert spoon is put it in a bowl of warm water as well before you shove it up your arse. Maybe the carrot was his penis. Some advice. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> I don't it. even know what it's <laughs> called. It's, it's been that long. The record. <laughs> <laughs> it's been expunged. <laughs> do it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Maybe it's called penis. I imagine the carrot was my penis. Penis carrot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Here's more from Dick Pound. Imagine that the Zoom call was his penis. Mm. You don't give a fuck. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, is it unusual to develop role models this late in life? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Well, maybe he was just bored. Because we've been bored and we want to have fun. I don't know. It's crazy, isn't it? Yeah. He should have just owned it. He he has. He has. Yeah, he, he has, yeah. Back, yeah, I suppose. He don't give a fuck. He don't <laughs> give a fuck. He's just a moron. Just banter, isn't it? How do you think he felt oh. when he realised? When he ejaculated. <laughs> On the camera, it's like that. How far did he get? I don't know. I don't think... I don't think there on, is these, a... are the, these are the facts we need. <laughs> I don't think there is a video of it. My wife showed me another video, but I think it was fake. And it, it was is. A, Zoom call, a Zoom call with a guy doing it. And I'm like, no, no, no. I know the one you're talking about, and it's a Pornhub advert. Oh, it's a, a few, yeah. And clipped. Yeah, Pornhub did an advert, and they released it everywhere for right. this specific uh, crime against humanity. Guerrilla marketing. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, you know, I think it's a bit horrible, isn't it, to watch her? Is he like 70? Oh, 60s, I would say. Yeah. 60-odd. It's so... Um, I think the only thing that can protect us from this kind of thing is, is some sort of lockdown. <laughs> some kind of... It's made it worse! Societal lockdown. <laughs> Whoa, he's in his 70s? No, he's about 60, I would say. 
Oh, fair like going. <laughs> yeah, right. Still rocking Jesus in the pocket. <laughs> yeah. Oh well. Stroke right. victim. It's late. Yeah, yeah. How long have we managed to drag that out for? Well, I don't know. It's all up in the air, isn't it? Yeah, because we had, a, fucked. we had an interlope <laughs> in the middle. I reckon we've done an hour and a half, you know. Yeah. It was rushed. Rushed, but, you know. Russian. Mother of feces. Have you seen the uh, the trailer for Masters of the Universe on Netflix? Oh, no. I've no. I've seen... It's a thingy one, isn't it? It's a thing. Thingy one. The man. <laughs> he man. <laughs> the, the man. man. Um, Adam of Eternia. What? Kevin Smith. He's not Kevin Smith. Oh, is he behind it? I think he might have directed it. I might be wrong. Really? It's not a movie, you know. It's not got Jane Silent Bob in it. Is it a a cartoon? Yeah. They're Um, doing a Voltron. They're making it cool. I was in Smith's Toys like two weeks ago, and they had the toys. Already? They had a small selection. They had He-Man, Skeletor, Battle War, Battle Cat, Fisto, <laughs> <laughs> Fisto. No, unfortunately, they just had He-Man and Skeletor yeah. and the and the cats, Battle Cat, and I can't remember the uh, Skeletor's cat. Plus, it. <laughs> Do you remember the film? No, <laughs> with Dolph Lundgren in it. Mm. I know Dolph Lundgren was in it, but I don't yeah. recall seeing the film. I want to say Meg Ryan was in it as well, but I might be wrong. So I don't know why, why I think Thingy's in it. Got something to do with it. Kevin Smith. I don't know where that's from. <laughs> Is it Kevin Spacey? <coughs> oh, my God. He won't be on it. Sarah Michelle Gellar's in it. What? Oh, it's it's animated. Yeah, yeah no, she does is. a lot of voices for, for cartoon. Mark though. Hamill. Mark Hamill's Skeletor. Was oh, he Skeletor right. in the original? <laughs> I mean, I mean the cartoon. It might be, it might be Kevin Smith because Mark Hamill and Kevin Smith have worked together before. And Lena Headley, Hedy, yeah, yeah that's Evil Lynn. Shame, shame. Uh, yeah, yeah. Harley Quinn, Harley Quinn Smith is a character in it. That's Kevin Smith's yeah. daughter. Yeah. Right, so he's behind it. Maybe he's exec producer. Maybe, 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 he's maybe. producer. You can't direct. Can you direct an animated? Program? Maybe, maybe he's the creative juice. Yeah. Oh, no, it says here, look. The war for Eternia be- begins again in what may be the final battle between He-Man and Skeletor, a new animated series from writer-director Kevin Smith. Yeah. Ah. I don't know. I might, it looks, I might looks try. the same. But yeah, the trailer is quite good. I never watched watch it, really, it. as a child. It was on CITV, wasn't it? Mm. Yeah, so... We we had a lot of figures. I, I had figures. Battle Cat. Yeah. I had some it was, masks. It was one. fuzzy. Mm. If I remember right, it was like fuzzy. Like a, a flocked plastic. <laughs> <laughs> they won't get away with making that today. No. It must have had all sorts of fucking bacteria on it. God, yeah, that's what keeps you... Healthy, yeah, <laughs> rather than this ultra-sanitised uh, world that we're bringing our kids up in now. Mm-hmm. Well, it doesn't yeah. seem to be helping my kids at the moment because they're incredibly ill. There's only one disease out there, Matt. Yeah. You know that. Well, it's, it's, yeah. You had to get tested again so I can go back to school. Uh, 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 
Yeah. And the next disease is going to be the climate disease. The sun is a deadly laser. <laughs> I forgot about that one. <laughs> Pulling them out of the bag tonight. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Right. I'm, I'm bored and I want to have fun. Shall we go? Yeah. 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 It's just time for bed. It? Time for bed. Um, Sounds getting real loud. Who's on next week? Do we know? Uh, so, so, oh, I don't know. Simon? No, was that later on? No, we've got... Yeah, that'll be good. Simon Shack and Patrick Holmquist. Um, uh, that's uh, in a few weeks. Why do we not know who's on next week? Mark Fiorentino. Oh, Fiorentino. Metaphysics. Yeah. Excellent. Yeah, nature of reality. He had a lab coat when he turned up last time. Absolutely. He's serious about this shit. Pretty good. Yeah. Squeeze some Sartre in this week. Right. We'll see you next week. Lads, lads, lads. Feces. <laughs> Epstein didn't kill himself. Kind of rip. There he is, Chevelin. This is such a crock of shit. <laughs>